A few years ago, I got the idea that I wanted my own brand for women to sell women's clothing and lingerie, but I had no idea where to get started. But then I found Shopify. <coughs> Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. One of the biggest obstacles for a first-time shop owner like me is having no e-commerce experience, but Shopify simplified everything so much that the site has become the least of my worries. From the graphic design aspect to making customer service super easy on my end, there's nothing you can't do. They give you everything you need to take control of your business, even as a beginner. Sign up now for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash for the girls, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash for the girls now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash for the girls. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I'm headed on a trip to Aruba, so I had to go on a huge shopping spree for all new summer clothes, so I know that's exactly how I would use the money I got from Earn In. So make Earn In a part of your financial routine and join Earn In's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earn In, I think about financial stability, security, it gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in For The Girls under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. For The Girls under podcast. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Settling is not an option for me. Everything I desire is already mine. What if you can have it all? <laughs> because every day is for the girls. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of For the Girls. I'm your host, Victoria Alario. And today's episode is different than every other episode I have ever done. This is like a what would Vic do, ask me anything type of episode. So I allowed you guys to submit either your questions for me to answer or your scenarios that you need advice on. And I am going to go through all of the best ones and... Well, as far as best goes, I mean most specific. I had a lot of messages from people being like, tips on self-love or tips on confidence. And I could go on and on all day, but I have podcast episodes about that. And we need to get a little bit more specific. (laughs) I want to be able to answer questions and give you guys straight up advice. So all the ones that are the most tangible for me to read and for you guys to listen to, those are the ones that I am going to go through. So sit back and relax because some questions in here and some scenarios in here you might really relate to. So I'm not sure how long this episode is going to go. depends on how many questions I can get through, but... I hope you guys enjoy this and I hope that there are some situations and questions that can help you. So the first two questions that I am going to answer kind of go hand in hand. So I feel like the answers can kind of overlap, but I'm going to ask them separately. So first up is what are simple ways you make your appearance better? Say for example, you're in sweatpants all day work from home vibes. How can we still look and feel pretty? So I love this question because I actually totally get it. Like you guys know I work from home for years now and you can really get caught up in like not taking care of yourself and not really prioritizing your appearance. And I get it because you're just sitting home. So it doesn't really matter, I guess, if you're not leaving the house. But also like you want to feel pretty for you. You just want to feel good for the sake of looking in the mirror and not being like, oh, I look like a mess. You know what I mean? So I feel like for me, things that I always care about, whether or not I'm leaving the house, is first of all, my nails. I always have my nails done. But right now, I'm actually 
I just removed my nails this morning like the UV gel I had on because I'm starting a new gel this afternoon and she needed me to have it removed first. So I'm sitting here right now with my like crusty looking nails and I'm like yeah no I could not go another couple of hours without my nails on. Like I just feel like I don't look good when my hands look messy. You know what I mean? So having like my neat nails that's number one. Number two a brightening cream for under your eyes. Even if it's not a cream that like long-term helps darkness or bags, I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about a brightening cream for in the moment, like a temporary fix. I have a brightening cream on right now that when I look in the mirror helps me so much because I have very dark under eyes and sometimes I just feel like those creams that are supposed to really help that like the darkness or the puffiness doesn't really work for me so instead I love this temporary fix because I look in the mirror and I don't have that like dark under eye look so I feel like I look more awake I look like cleaner I don't know how to explain it but I just don't look like tired or sleepy another thing that you guys definitely would know about me just from following me is that I always have jewelry on and Whenever I take my jewelry off, I feel naked. I feel like incomplete and having the jewelry on makes me feel very feminine. It makes me feel pretty. It makes me feel pulled together. And yes, I sleep with it on. I shower with it on. Get yourself good jewelry that's not going to tarnish because even like sweating in your sleep can make your jewelry tarnish and you'd have to take it on and off every single day. So I have rings on my fingers both on both hands. I have bracelets on both hands. I have a necklace that I wear every day. And then I have a couple holes in each ear and I wear earrings every single day. And having jewelry on really does make me feel pretty. As far as lashes go, let me tell you guys about lashes. I just took my eyelashes off this week for the first time in six years. So I am now like a totally different face because I you know I have no lashes and you know for so long I had these big long lashes so what I'm gonna say about lashes you either need to have very pretty eyelash extensions or be completely off and completely neat if you have lash extensions that constantly are falling out like you constantly have like these like bald spot like extensions they're always a mess they're always half on half off like if your extensions are straggly and just not it do not have them on take them off completely I am telling you for me there was nothing worse that I hated like looking in the mirror than when my eyelashes were a mess Because you just like have this look of like not being put together. And so I got to the point where I started getting my lashes done every single week. Once a week. Because if I was waiting two weeks, by like day 10, I have lashes falling out. And I just look crazy like having all these extra spots. So... I was going every week so that they were constantly, you know, feeling like filled up and looking neat and nice and whatever. But then I just started getting to a point where they were like inconvenient. Like I said, six years I've had them on and I just didn't love how they looked anymore. And now that I took them off, that's this is that was the only solution to being able to like look neat on my eyes. And now I actually am getting used to loving it without it. So they either got to be gorgeous lashes or none at all. But take them off if they look like a mess, okay? Another thing that I'm going to say, I'm going to say two more things that came to my mind. One is to pick one garment of clothing to be baggy. This is like definitely to each their own. But for me, if I wear a baggy t-shirt and baggy pants or like a baggy sweatshirt and baggy pants, I just don't feel pretty. Like I don't feel sexy at all. I want to be able to see at least some of my figure so what I mean when I say pick one thing to be baggy it's like if you're gonna go for a big t-shirt or a big sweatshirt wear leggings or shorts if you're gonna go for big baggy sweatpants wear a tank top like a tighter whatever 
And that, again, to each their own, but that makes such a difference because you, like, lose sight of your gorgeous fucking body when you are covering it up in, like, layers of bagginess. And I just feel so much more confident when I can see my figure. And I feel more feminine. And I think femininity has to do a lot with looking and feeling pretty. And remember, this is for yourself at staying home. This is not even about going out and trying to impress people. So I'm not even saying, like, let guys see your curves. I'm talking about you. Like, you as a woman want to look in the mirror and feel like a beautiful woman you know so that for me has been a big thing like I do not do all the bagginess I need to show some of my body but the last thing I don't know if this really equates to pretty but it definitely equates to feminine and ultimately that all goes hand in hand so have a signature scent that you wear every single day even if you're home alone like put your perfume on in the morning never let yourself like not have that you know like scent that follows you around I feel like when I smell good I look good and even if like okay I'm waking up in the morning I'm not leaving my house I'm literally sitting around the house all day put on like lotion or put on perfume and even if it's just one tiny spritz you just feel, like I said, more feminine, which ultimately will help you feel prettier. And the next question, like I said, kind of goes into the first one they tie in, but it's what are your top three hygiene tips for girls? And the first one is straight up having clean hair. Now, keep in mind, what I mean when I say clean hair is like at least visibly clean because I get it, we can't wash our hair every single day. And quite frankly, not even always every other day. We have to spread it out, right? But what I'm going to say is if your hair looks oily, wash it. Do not ever have oily hair. That is like such a big key to looking and feeling clean. And your hair doesn't even have to actually be clean. Like if you're the type of person who doesn't get oily for five days, you could be on five day hair. So it's not even necessarily clean hair. I don't care about that. But it's the look of it. I genuinely feel when my hair looks dirty, like when it looks oily, I feel dirty. Even if I just took a full-blown body shower and completely just cleaned myself, I'm clean. But if I look in the mirror and because I say I didn't wash my hair in that shower, just wash my body. And I look in the mirror and my hair is oily. No, I instantly feel dirty. And dry shampoo is great, but only for like a little bit. Like if your hair is really struggling, do not convince yourself that dry shampoo is going to like just completely bring it back to life. It might work the very first time that you put it on, but then like in the next day or two, don't keep applying dry shampoo because now you're just adding more and more product to your oily hair. It's not going to make it look any cleaner or feel any cleaner. Now you just are making matters worse. So Maybe you put the dry shampoo on one time to fix up your roots, but after that, clean your hair again. Like, do not be walking around with oily hair. That's number one. Number two, speaking of hair, I hope that this one doesn't offend anybody. This is totally to each their own, but what I'm about to say is coming from a girl who is very naturally hairy, okay? Like, to the point where I had a mustache until I was in the seventh grade. No joke. I got made fun of for my mustache all the time. I also had the hairiest arms literally ever in my life. So I went to Catholic school my whole life. I, I don't know if you guys know that, but I always wore a uniform. I, I started shaving my arms when I was like in high school. But when I was younger, obviously I was not allowed to shave my arms. I was a kid. My mom wouldn't let me do that. But I was so insecure about the hair and I genuinely felt so gross and dirty having body hair that I would wear my school sweater even in July, like in the dead of summer. 90 degrees out I went to school with my fucking wool sweater because it covered my arm hair so I'm prefacing this statement of what I'm about to say before anyone's like this isn't right like some girls are naturally hairy nothing you could do about it trust me I'm naturally hairy and there's a lot you can do about it okay I'm a very hairy girl um hygiene I I know that like having hair doesn't mean that you don't have good hygiene. I know that one is not like equivalent to the other, but I personally feel so much cleaner with a smooth body. Not to mention that like hair absorbs moisture. So when you sweat, yes, you're going to smell a little bit more when you have body hair. Like 
if you are going out and you're sweating and like these environmental factors like hair is going to absorb all that shit and it's just gonna smell even more like think about when you cook something or when you go to a restaurant and you leave and your hair smells like the food right so imagine that being on your body like anytime that you start to smell you're gonna smell more if you have hair on your body so for me personally I have laser hair removal all over so now I have no hair on my body and I always have lotion on I always feel clean obviously unless I'm like I just got out of the gym and I smell but otherwise like I never get that feeling of like not being smooth and I feel like that that hairless smooth body really helps you have like really good hygiene um of course laser hair removal is not necessarily affordable for everyone so if you want to wax by all means get waxed otherwise I guess shaving is the only other solution to that so shave your body hair remove it be that freaking hairless smooth kitten and have lotion all over your body and you will just consistently feel clean and smell nice and soft and it is great um and I would say that my third hygiene tip is to always have a clean bed like clean pillowcases clean sheets all of that has a huge effect on your skin your smell your hair like everything I am always washing my pillowcases washing my sheets replacing them like the the cleaner that your bed is the cleaner that you will be you have to think about it like you sleep on that every single night and you're gonna wake up feeling better when you have clean pillowcases clean sheets so I would say that those are like my three easiest like top tips for good hygiene let's skip over to a scenario to give advice so somebody messaged me saying my boyfriend and I of three years broke up for about two weeks and now wants to try and work it out again but not jump right into the relationship again. Mm, I already know where this is going. I agreed on it because I thought he was right and he took me on dates and was there for me, etc. But when I bring something up that bothers me, he gets so defensive and starts saying hurtful things, which then gets me confused because it seems like he's about me. But when I disclose something to him that's bothering me, he doesn't validate me. I don't know what to do and it's so heartbreaking. So I feel like I have two different things to say to this because this kind of went in like a different direction than where I thought it was going. And they don't really correlate the two things I have to say. But I'm going to say this. First of all, he sounds like an asshole. Just putting it out there. Like, you know, you're confiding in him and he's using it against you and getting defensive and like trying to be hurtful back to you. So like that in and of itself, I don't care whether it's a new relationship, an old relationship, a best friend, a boyfriend, a girlfriend. I don't care. Anyone who's like acting like that is someone that's very hard to communicate with and clearly is like, like has something against you. It's almost like he wants you to feel bad about yourself and I don't really understand why. But the other thing that I'm going to say is, you know, this is not every single time, but I do hear so often when, when guys try to like get, you know, their ex back and they want to get back into this relationship, they have this thing where it's like, uh, but let's not fully commit, right? Like, like they want you at an arm's length. It's like they want to have their cake and eat it too, right? So he wants you in his life because you are the shit, you know? Like, he wants you to be there. But there's also something that's making him be like, but I don't want to, like, go all in on her. And I want to, like, have her at this distance. So, you know... To me, it's just like if he's gonna have you at this distance and like play this game with you that makes you feel bad about yourself, then you have to make a decision. And I think that decision is gonna look like this. I'm either agreeing to do this weird half in half out relationship where I don't feel good about it. I'm almost just like giving him the chance because of our history and no other reason. Or you have to say, this is not worth it. Sure. This was my ex. We were together for three years. We had something there. But that is dead and gone, right? Like, having something good with someone in the past doesn't mean it's going to be good again. So sometimes it's okay to let things be how they once were and leave it at that. And say, like, this is not worth whatever I'm going through right now just because a few years ago we, we had a good relationship this is not the same relationship and it's not worth even 
trying to get back into because whatever this half in half out thing is doesn't make me feel good so I would much rather start completely fresh with someone that I don't have this history with but I feel better about I feel secure about myself and I feel secure about this relationship you know not this one foot in one foot out thing with someone who breaks my heart on a regular basis like you said it's so heartbreaking and you guys didn't even break up again yet like this you probably didn't even close the door and you're already going through a heartbreak and you guys are practically together so why go through a hurtful heartbreaking situation day in and day out with someone just because of the history when you could start completely fresh with someone who either someone who's all in or maybe even just date around like Figure out, you know, what it is that you even want. I'm not even saying you have to get into an all-in relationship unless that's what you really want because there's an all-in guy out there. But even if that's not the case, you could literally casually date guys who are nicer to you than this one. History means nothing when there are new guys that you're going to get to know who are 10 times nicer and make you feel 10 times better about yourself. Let's go into another scenario. So this one says, I'm 18 this year and my sister is 16. She recently joined my friend group and now the group has organized a barbecue for this weekend. My sister has asked me if she can go alone and if I could stay home so she could spend time with her new friends, which are also my friends. What do I do? Do I go to the barbecue because it's both of our friends or do I stay home because my sister asked me to? What the actual fuck is that all about? Like, hell no. Girl, you better go. Obviously, given if you were invited, right? Like, one thing I always say is, like, know your worth and do not go anywhere that you were not invited to. So if you were straight up not invited and you maybe got, like, a last-minute invite or a pity invite or you're just trying to, like, get yourself invited into something that people actually didn't invite you to, fuck that, don't go. Fuck that. Like, I am not one for the pity invites, nor will I ever ask to be included into something that people did not include me in in the first place. So that's number one. But number two, if you were invited by your friends, but your sister is like, hey, can you like not come? No, that's some weird shit. I mean, she's 16. She's a kid. So whatever. I did some questionable things at 16 as well. But this is not right. I mean, these are your friends. You can't like your your little sister can't expect you to stay home because she's like, I want to get to know my new friend group better. Like you're welcome for these new friends. You know what I mean? These are my friends. So absolutely not. I would 100% go, but I would also communicate with your sister like this is not going to work if this is how you think that this friendship is going to go. Like this is my friend group and if you're going to be a part of it, then this is our friend group. Just as much mine as it is yours. I should not have to stay home because you want to get to know them better. That's not going to happen. And you're not going to leave me out. Like, that's not right. And I would love to actually get closer with you now as you're getting older because my friends and I are 18 and you're younger, but maybe now this could be a time for us to get closer and spend more time together, you know, with new friends and doing different things than we've never done before. Obviously, well, I'm saying obviously, but you guys don't know. I don't have a sister. So I can't really relate to sister relationships, but I have my cousins that are practically like my sisters. And I think of like when I was younger, like I always thought my little cousin who was practically like my little sister was like a nuisance, you know? I'm like, oh, she can't be around. Like she's gonna kill the vibe. She's gonna cramp my style. And like, I feel bad for how I used to be when I was younger with her. But now as we got older, we're so close and we do totally different things. Like she's my best friend. So this could be a good growing stage for you two to become more like best friends and, you know, just go through like a whole new season with your relationship. So I would really communicate that with her, but tell her like, fuck no, stop trying to be weird and uninclude me. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around the weight of different stressors in life and no matter how big or small, when we keep them bottled up, it could start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's not just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can even be there to just empower you to be the best version of yourself or to also help you practice setting and enforcing boundaries too. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can even switch therapists if need be at any time for no additional charge. Therapy has never been made so easy before. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash for the girls today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash for the girls. We're all girls here, so I think it's safe to say we all agree that we mostly look forward to going home every day simply so we could take our bras off. We wear bras because we have to, not because we want to. But today's sponsor, Honey Love, just might be the thing that changes that for you. Say goodbye to underwire and bulky fabrics that make you sweat. Honey Love has started a revolution of bras you actually want to wear. Their bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire altogether without sacrificing lift. Plus, they're made with fabric that's so soft, it'll feel like a second skin and you'll forget you're even wearing it. For a limited time, only you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash for the girls. Support my show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash for the girls. I personally started wearing Honey Love over the summer and was in shock of how comfortable I felt in their bra and shapewear. I'm a huge shapewear girly, especially for special occasions like a wedding to wear under a dress. And sometimes they're just so uncomfortable, too tight. They roll down, they roll up and end up becoming more of a burden than anything else. But I felt so confident wearing Honey Love. It was a totally new experience for me. And now I swear by them. So treat yourself to the best bras on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash for the girls. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash for the girls. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support my show and tell them I sent you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. Okay, next question. What do you think makes someone quote, quote, popular or the center of attention in a friend group? Okay, This is all about energy. Like the energy that you bring into the group is going to determine like how people see you and how people view you. Now, let me just say something. I've never been like the number one popular girl. There's always been people like cooler than me. (laughs) So like, let me preface that. But what I will say is I've always been... You know, I've always gotten a lot of attention, okay? Let's just put it that way. I would consider myself to have been like in the quote, quote, popular crew, but I always was friends with everybody. Whether they were quote, quote, again, popular or not, I I always just had a ton of friends. And when I went out, like, especially when I was more fun, when I was younger, people loved to be around me. And I just had a lot of friendships. And there were a few times with a few friends. I know I talked about this in the jealousy episode. There were times where I had friends that would legitimately be mad at me for certain things. They didn't want me to go certain places. They didn't want me to be around certain people. They had to be included. They would be, they would like subliminally like say rude things to me. For me to try to think like I'm not as close with someone as I actually am. Like there was just like these weird vibes. And I feel like the thing that disconnected me from those people is because they wanted people's attention. So they were jealous from me naturally getting it from just my energy. I can really talk to anybody. I'm a big like people person. I could have a conversation with the damn wall. Every time I go somewhere, I make a new friend. I talk to people. I actually just went to the nail salon today and I got the girl's phone number who was sitting next to me at the nail salon because I just literally started chatting her up. Like I just talk to anybody. Every Anytime I go somewhere, they remember me the next time I come back because I'm just like, that's just how my energy is, you know? And I feel like because that comes naturally to me, and it doesn't come naturally to others. A lot of people were always jealous of the type of attention I got from other people, but I just made people more comfortable. So I feel like if you are the type of person that people feel very comfortable to be around, they can talk to you about anything, 
and you're not like trying to do it it just effortlessly happens I would say that makes you like more popular in the sense I also think confidence in general like I talk about in the dating yourself episode I go places alone I actually just had a conversation yesterday with my talent agent Sam and we were just talking and catching up and she was like you influencers you guys go to these events and networking things alone she's like I could never I'm like what do you mean you just go alone and just talk to people you know but that has to do with confidence like if you are a little more insecure or shy which I don't really think shyness is equivalent to insecurity but I think you guys know what I mean if you're just a little bit more on that quiet side when you go someplace you're usually like hiding behind somebody else like tagged along with somebody else like you freeze under like the thought of being alone like I can go anywhere completely alone and leave that place with five new friends. So it's the confidence of going up to people and talking to people and making connections and just having a more like inviting look, I guess. Like don't stand around with a resting bitch face on. Smile at people. Start conversations with people. Ask people questions like, oh my God, wait, where do you live? Like, let's get together. Are you in the area? Or I love your outfit. Like compliment people. Try to really be conscious of your your body language and your face. Because if you're standing there with a resting bitch face, people are going to think that you got a stink on, you're not in the mood, you don't want to be bothered. And your body language as well. Are you standing there staring at your phone, looking down at your phone? Do you have your arms crossed? Are you like, more like turned away do you have your back to people that's a big thing as well I feel like I always hate so much when I'm like standing in a group or in a circle and someone has their back to me I'm like oh can you like scooch over because I don't feel like looking at the fucking back of your head well I don't say that to people but that's what I'm thinking but like I just think it's so rude like if I'm in a circle or standing in a crowd I always like look to make sure there's no one like on you know my shoulder like behind me and if there is then I will like step to the side so that body language it's more like open and inviting and you know including everyone just way more inclusive you know think about that as like you want to make sure you're never making somebody feel like you left them out or you gave them a bad look or you had their back to them I just think all these things are really important in being inviting and when I go back to those friends who were a little jealous of me You know, I think about times where I've almost wanted to apologize on their behalf to other people because I know they did things like that, where I know that they made someone feel like they were not included or they didn't like they weren't in the conversation or like I said, they have their back to them or they just have that face on like the one I have one friend. Oh, yes, I do that. We are not friends anymore, but we were friends for a while, you know, like maybe two years, whatever. And some people will know if you know, you know, but in any case, like my friends hated when I brought her around because she always had a bad look on her face and she always just like stayed up my ass. Like granted, she was around my friends, so she really didn't know people. But I mean, I brought her around my friends a million times, like make friends, talk to people like you're a grown woman, smile, like just say hello, like, you know, walk into a place and doesn't even say hi, how are you leaves the place and doesn't even say goodbye to people. So, you know, even just little tiny things like saying hello and goodbye is a lot more inviting, which makes people want to be around you more, which of course can lead to you having better energy and getting more attention. Next question, how to spot the difference between a nice guy who turns out to be a jerk versus an actual nice guy? This is a good question, a tough one, because of course there's a lot of wolves in sheep clothing. But what I will say is this, I mean, number one, if he's like, he could be as nice as whatever and give you compliments and say things. But if he's not naturally a gentleman, to me, that's extremely obvious. And it's in and of itself that he's not actually a nice guy. He just says nice things, right? So I talked about this example in one of my earlier podcast episodes where I said about this guy who told me to take the freaking train to meet him. Now this guy is, of course, calling me beautiful, telling me he can't wait to meet me and like saying these things that, you know, in a little bit of talking to him, I could feel that he's a nice guy. He asked me out right away. I'm like, oh, this is great. But then to the plan he thought that was going to work for me was that he told me to take the train at nine o'clock at night on a Saturday night into the city to meet him. Like I live in Jersey. This guy is suggesting I meet him in the city, which is already inconvenient and also suggesting that I take the train to meet him. Like 
What kind of jerk does that? You might be saying nice things to me, but only a jerk would think that a girl is that desperate that she is going to trek her ass on a Saturday night getting all dressed up and all ready to go to dinner and take the damn train. Like, you're a jerk. Another guy that I was talking to that I just, I can't really pinpoint the exact time that something happened, like the specific conversation, but he was really nice and like not really my type so he was the type of guy that I was almost like giving a chance if you will because I'm like you know he's not really my type but he's super nice let me go for it you know I want to meet a nice guy that's the goal right to meet a nice guy and he was nice but there were little things that he did that I'm like this is giving me red flags that like down the down the road you're gonna turn out to be a jerk right like I almost got like a little bit of like insecurity or like controlling vibes from him like you know I don't know certain things that he would say when he would call me and I couldn't pick up the phone or like things that just again I can't really pinpoint the exact conversation but the way he would subliminally say things that would like bug me out I'm like no 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 this is going to be an issue in the future like if I don't pick up the phone you know, because I'm busy and you're going to try to like say something about it, even though you're you're all like fluffing it up with nicer words and trying to be like nice about it. I don't really know how to explain it. I'm like, no, I, I could I could you're something is off here. So it might not really be one specific thing that they say or do, but it's just the vibe that you're like, this is going to eventually be an issue. Right. So that to me was another like indicator. Let's get into another scenario. I've been seeing this guy for a few months, but it seems we have very different core values. I've been trying to dump him because he doesn't listen to me. He told me my voice doesn't change enough to indicate when he should actually start listening. Whoa, what? She says, and we have very different opinions on political topics, but he won't let me. Okay, I am getting bugged out. So he won't let her break up with him is what I'm getting from this. Every time I try to break up with him, he bullies me and calls me names and says I'm worthless unless I take him back. I hate conflict and I don't know how to tell him I can't do this anymore. Another guy is very interested in me, but I'm afraid to cheat. Any advice on standing strong in power and how to hold boundaries? Okay, first of all, girl, break up with him. What does that mean he won't let you? Let me tell you something. You are incompatible, incompatible, incompatible. You're not compatible. Let's put it that way. You're not compatible. You have different core values. Very, she said in caps lock, very different opinions on political topics. He's rude to you. He told you that he he doesn't have to listen to you because your voice doesn't change. I don't even know what that means. He bullies you. He calls you names. He tells you that you're worthless. I'm not sure what more you need to happen here in order to break up with him. But I mean, you don't need, at this point, I wouldn't even want to break up with him. I would full-blown ghost this person. I would make this person think I died. They would no longer be able to access my phone number, my social media, shit. I would probably move and change my whole entire address too. So they just don't even know what the hell hit them because someone like that, that's what they deserve. And I'm not even pro ghosting. I'm actually anti ghosting. But in this case, what kind of conversation can you have? I mean, this person tells you that you're worthless unless you're with him, yet he clearly hates you. Like, I'm just going to put it straight. He's bullying you and calling you names. He doesn't love you, obviously, right? We can all make that like assumption. This person is is angry with you this person wants you to believe that you are worth nothing so what kind of conversation can you have these are the times when I am pro ghosting and I'm talking like fall off the face of the earth not like don't answer his text but start fronting on him on social media do not even let him know that you are still a living breathing human being let him be so fucking confused like what happened to her because this doesn't even make sense this is abuse Like, this is truly abuse. I mean, verbal abuse and emotional abuse, mental abuse is still abuse. He doesn't have to punch you or hit you or hurt you physically in order for it to be abuse. And as of right now, I can tell you based on this DM that this is an abusive relationship. So not only about the differences in beliefs and this and that, but for your own safety and sanity, you need to get out of this relationship. I would not be concerned about cheating. 
I would go out with this other guy who is interested in you and give somebody a chance who's actually a good guy. If he is, obviously, I don't know anything else about this other guy. But if he is, like, you do not, no human being deserves to go through what you're going through right now. And I might be all about tough love, but I hope that you're taking this as like the big sister that you needed to tell you this because there's no such thing as him not letting you break up with him. Fuck what he says. He has no control over you starting now. Time for another scenario. I love staying with my boyfriend at his house. Like all the time. Do you think it shows a sign of weakness or dependent If I'm here like 95% of the time and not at my own place, or am I just putting these negative thoughts in my own head? I am not weak or dependent. I just literally love the environment here and around him. Let me tell you straight up, that is normal. I, I feel like a lot of people here, especially from their single friends, like that you don't need to be with your boyfriend so much. And I'm always the single person who like, listen, if your boyfriend sucks, of course, I'm going to tell you be single, break up with him. But I also love love and I love healthy relationships. And I always say like, I can't wait to want to be around someone that much because that's how you know. For me personally, any guy I've ever really given the chance or talked to or dated I'm like, I can't. Like, I'm a very big, like, I need my space. You guys know I'm probably the most independent person legitimately ever. I do every single thing on my own by myself for literal years. And, you know, I love to have my space, which is totally fine. But I also feel like when I know, like, this person is my person, I'm going to want to be in their environment all the time. If, if this person is a good influence on you, makes you feel good about yourself, and you still have your sense of independence, and you're still a strong individual, then there is nothing wrong with wanting to be in his space and in his environment. Now, the issue comes into play if you can't bear the thought of being alone. Like if you start to lose your sense of independence, if you start to forget the things that you love, forget your friends, forget about your hobbies and the things that make you you, then we have a problem here. As long as you prioritize your independence, prioritize what's fun for you as a human being, even without him, and you know, have a sense of like what makes you feel good on your own and you still see your friends and you still have a life because God forbid, you never know. Like if you were to break up and you completely relied on him and dropped everybody and forgot anything that makes you you you'd have a much bigger issue when you break up if that's not the case you're fine I think people forget that happiness is the goal I feel like we've all consumed so much toxicity between dating whether it be our own dating scenarios or friends that are dating or even on damn tv shows like we see so much unhealthiness and toxic stuff that we almost play this game in our own head that like happiness you know like has to come at a cost right oh well now if I'm with him all the time I'm weak or I'm so codependent and it's like no you're just happy and this is a healthy relationship what it seems like you want to be around him who cares if you are with him and at his apartment more than your own apartment you know I'm sure you guys are soon enough going to end up moving in together. So what difference does it make? Maybe you don't live together right now, like as per your lease, but eventually I'm sure you're going to be doing that anyway. So what are people going to say? Oh, you can't be together that much. Why? In a few months, I'm going to move in with him. Like if that's the case, obviously, but I don't know, as long as you're in a healthy, happy relationship, that's the goal. Isn't that what everybody wants? So don't psych yourself out because you're so used to seeing things like not work out that you're like, something has to be wrong. There's no way I could just be happy and do this without there being a problem. That's not true. You're allowed to, you get to, let's put it that way, you get to be happy, have a healthy relationship, and do whatever you want and spend all the time in the world with him without us having to like diagnose you with an issue that you have because of it. Back to some questions. Next up, 
how to deal with men having the it is what it is mentality over their own persona. For example, not going to therapy, although constantly showing distress and upset with himself and his life. Wow. I mean, here's the thing. As much as I am here for working on yourself and healing and therapy and whatever else it is, it's still not 100% quote quote normalized yet. So I would say it's still very common that people don't work on their healing and don't work on themselves. So for those of us who get it, I understand it being important to us. However, there are so many people who don't get it and always like to say things like, well, that's just how I am. You should listen to my podcast episode on trauma. I interviewed Janet, namaste, and we talk about this where people say things like, oh, well, that's just how I am, which I I feel aligns with your comment of it is what it is. But the truth is, it's not it is what it is. This is not just who you are because the these things that we show like the distress and being upset with himself and his life is actually trauma. So it's not, oh, this is just who I am because who you truly are is not that. You're not exhibiting who you truly are. You are exhibiting the version of you that is affected by this trauma. So really listen to that episode because it's actually a really good one. So many people really believe that's just how I am. That's not true. When you heal this trauma, you will see, oh, now all of a sudden, that's not who I am. Now I'm this version of me, a happier, healthier version of me. So here's what I think. If it is that important to you that you are with someone who prioritizes therapy and their mental health and all that as much as you do, then you need to be with someone who it's also equally as important for. Now for this guy, maybe in particular... If you are that important to him, if you are that valuable to him, he will do whatever it takes to be with you and he will prioritize it for himself because that's how much it means to you and you mean that much to him. However, if you don't mean that much to him, if he can live without this relationship, then he will not care, unfortunately. Like if you tell him, listen, for me, I need to be with someone who works on themselves, who goes to therapy, who focuses on their inner healing and focuses on treating their trauma. And if that's just, if you can't do that for me, then I can't be with you. And he's either going to let you go because he's not going to care and say, well, this is who I am, take it or leave it. Or he's going to say, well, I need to be with you. And if that's that important to you, then it's that important to me. You do not need to settle for this person just because this person is available. Maybe you haven't met the right person yet, but the right person exists and you can find somebody who also prioritizes, like I said, that healing that they need to do for their trauma. Next question. How do I stop seeking validation from men for the way I look? I want to feel wanted by them as confirmation that I am attractive. This is tough because there's no tangible answer This is all about on the inside. This is all about yourself. Now, I get it because you know what? When I was younger, I used to almost like change my style or certain things about like my beauty and whatever based on what I felt like more beautiful people wore or looked like. You know what I mean? Like I would wear an outfit that somebody else wore because I'm like, ooh, she wore this. She's more beautiful. Guys liked how she looked. I'm going to wear it now, if that makes sense. However, I only got more confident and no longer seeking validation when I kind of like figured out my own true style and dressing for me and what makes me actually feel attractive and beautiful, which when you look in the mirror might not be an outfit that you would pick for the male gaze, right? And that takes true confidence because I used to only go out in like a mini skirt, a sexy top, like showing things that I knew guys would like. But even if I felt like, oh, I look hot in this, I still didn't really feel confident. You know, I, I, I yes, of course, I'm like, oh, I look good. I look hot. But I was wearing it for the sake of, you know, guys thinking I'm attractive, you know, getting validation. 
And then, you know, I started dressing totally different. Not to say that like, oh, I threw out all my crop tops, you know. I still like to dress like sexy and all that sometimes. But I started dressing fully for my style. And when I looked in the mirror, I loved my outfit. I loved my look. And guess what? There were still some times that I went out and my friends would get more attention. But I didn't even think about it because my goal was not to get attention. So, you know, change the goal of like being like, okay, I look good for me. I love the way I look. I'm happy with the way I look. My goal is to feel the most confident as who I truly am. And if that's your goal, you're not going to go out seeking validation and hoping to like get hit on and this and that. So it just kind of changes your mindset when you go out and when you go places. And I hope that that's a helpful response because I, I know that you might be looking for something more tangible. Like, okay, if you do this, you'll stop. But I do feel like for myself personally, it really came down to looking in the mirror and being like, no, 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 this outfit. Yeah, this is my vibe. This is truly me. Next question. I can't get over the little things, the way he eats or how messy he is. Is this something I can tell him to work on or move on? Oof. This is hard. Because here's the thing. If you're starting to get annoyed and like icked out by the little things, then there's always going to be more things to come. Like today it's how he eats and how messy it is. But tomorrow it's going to be something else. You know, like you are already at the point of saying like, should I move on? Which means it's bad enough, right? Because if it was something that wasn't that important, I don't think you'd even be asking the question, you know, should I just move on? If you were like, yeah, fuck it. He's a little messy, whatever. Like, I love him. That's my guy. You wouldn't be saying like, his mess drives me insane, should I just move on? You know what I mean? Like you would just like love him for who he is. But it seems like it's at the point where you're like, I can't, I can't deal with this. Um, And also like, I don't know, like, is it something that you really should tell someone to work on? I mean, of course you can. But if this is a grown man, is he really going to change the way he eats or how messy he is? You know, somebody asked me a question on my TikTok kind of at the beginning, maybe about a month ago when I started TikTok. And she was saying you know, am I shallow or whatever the case was because I'm not giving this guy another chance because his apartment is a mess. And I'm like, no, this is a grown man in his 30s who lives alone, who should be taking care of himself. You don't want to go in his house and it's a, a mess. He doesn't, not only does he not clean up after himself, but he also doesn't even have like a cleaning lady or anything like that. Like, no, no one is taking care of this place. If he hasn't figured that out by now, you think you're going to teach him that? And not only that, do you even want to teach him that? I feel like it says so much about his personality and who he is that it's like, I want a guy who's naturally not a mess. Like I want a guy who doesn't eat like a slob. So it's almost a little bit even more of a problem that you have to teach a grown man how to not be a mess or a slob, right? So I feel like if I was turned off even down to the way how somebody eats their food, I'd be like, no, we got much bigger issues because you shouldn't even be eating like that in the first place. I should not have to tell you how to do that and how to work on that. So I just don't think that it's worth it. I think you should move on. I think you're at that point already. If you weren't at that point, girl, you would not be asking me the question in the first place. And I can guarantee you that you can find someone who is not going to have these issues at this age. Next up, my question is, how do you deal with someone ghosting you after you hook up or even ghosting in general? And my answer is simple. There's nothing to deal with. Like, what are you going to do about it, right? They ghosted you. So what what are you supposed to do about that? You're not going to contact them now, right? You're not going to ask somebody why they ghosted you because it says so much more about them than it does about you. What kind of answer is he going to give you? Uh, uh, I don't like you anymore. Like, okay, great. Well, then it's still your own issue because if that's the case, then you could still be a grown man and say to me, hey, you know, I just, I'm not really feeling this. I believe it's in our best interest if we don't pursue it right? Like 
you might not like me anymore. Clearly, you made that fucking clear. But you could still have been a man and told me. Like, ghosting is always more of a them issue than a you issue. So no matter what his response is, the answer is always going to be reflected back on him because a grown woman or man doesn't ghost. Somebody who knows how to communicate and somebody who cares about people would never do that to someone. They would communicate and let them know, listen, you're a great guy or girl I just don't really think that this is gonna go anywhere I had a great time meeting you but you know best of luck to you so there is legitimately nothing to deal with because you got ghosted and it is what it is you just gotta leave it at that and move on okay girlies next question that you guys definitely need to hear what are the top three supplements all the girls need? Straight off the bat, I am going to tell you collagen, collagen, collagen. Now, if you guys know anything about what I do, if you follow me on Instagram, then you know I sell wellness products and I sell a vegan collagen that I am absolutely obsessed with. So if you guys want mine, by all means, DM me. If not, whatever floats your boat, there are tons of collagen powders out there, but mine is vegan and I can vouch for it because I, I use it all the time. And what I will say is I got a little lazy at one moment because when I ran out of it after a few months of using it I didn't repurchase it and when I was on it for like three months straight taking it every single day my hair my skin and my nails were like on fucking fleek like my skin was glowing more than ever in my whole life like glowing on a regular basis my hair got thicker longer and stronger my nails were growing like freaking weed whackers just like growing and growing and growing like I was getting my nails done all the time and they got strong I stopped getting tips altogether I always had like extensions or tips and I started being able to just like get my regular nails like you know done without anything like extra on top of it But yeah, when my lazy ass ran out of that and I did not buy it for a little while, I I truly saw a difference. So now I'm back on it. I bought a two-month supply of my collagen so that I don't run out anytime soon because... I know sure as hell that my skin needs that glow back. So I, I, this week, as of this week, I'm back on it every single day. Next is a good protein powder. Again, I sell one, but if not, there's tons out there to each their own. But I sell a vegan protein powder and I take it, that I actually do two scoops every single day because my trainer got me on it. So especially if you guys are vegan, I'm not vegan, but I don't eat meat. And so I do eat fish, but I just feel like ultimately, like if I ate meat, I would obviously have more protein in my life. And you know, when I tell him like, I feel like my body is just soft. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I don't tone up. He's like, it's because you need more protein. So he got me doing two scoops of protein every day. And it's so easy. I just put it in with water. I don't do milk or anything like that. I'm literally just having protein and water tastes great and yeah so that he's like if you want to actually tone up like you need to have more protein in your life so you know for if anyone has that feeling of like I feel like I'm like squishy like I feel like I'm soft I'm not even saying I'm fat I'm not trying to like say anything in that way I'm just straight up saying like I'm soft you know I don't have there's no like firmness or hardness to my body I don't have abs I don't have muscle I'm soft so Protein is going to help if you want that. Now I can go on with more and more supplements because I didn't even get into vitamin C. I didn't even get into probiotics or immunity or anything like that. But the one I am going to say to be like included in top three is digestive enzymes. Um, It's going to help you so much with like bloating and you know going to the bathroom regularly and not struggling to digest everything obviously it's literally called a digestive enzyme and when you just have like that healthy gut balance everything is overall going to be you know healthier because you have to remember I do have an episode about gut health by the way if you guys did not listen to that listen to it but you have to remember that the gut is like the center of everything imagine that the gut is like your core thing to work on like if you have brain fog Fix your gut, work on your gut, and watch you will no longer have brain fog. If you have acne, watch what happens to your face when you heal your gut. Your skin will clear up. There are so many different issues that people don't know could be healed by having a healthy gut. But I will say that there's a lot of ways to treat the gut. So, you know, look into probiotics and all different sorts of things, but truly get yourself on a good digestive enzyme and also follow the medical medium if you really want to clean your gut out because the medical medium on Instagram 
is by far the best person for gut healing and everything. You should see the miracles that people overcome because of like working on healing their gut. So I'll say if I'm going to be narrowed down to three, get yourself on a good collagen for hair, skin, and nail support. Get yourself on probiotics to really, you know, like tone up and get rid of some softness like I have. And digestive enzymes to really start treating your gut. I cannot believe we are almost already coming up on an hour. So I'm going to take two more questions because I really don't like for my episodes to be over an hour, but I'm going to fit in these last two that I got. Trust me, I got so many messages from you guys and actually I'm really pleased because I didn't even think I was going to get this many, but these are the best ones I got for you. So next up we have, how do you navigate through the guys on online dating apps that just want to hook up? I feel like I always seem to find what I think are genuine guys and then they seem to just want hookups. So to me, it's very simple because I put on my profile what I'm looking for. So I use one of the prompts in very clearly saying I'm looking for a partner and this and that. And like, I'm very selective on who I match with. So of course you look at their photos, but is that why you're matching? Because I have not matched with really good looking guys based on the prompts and like the words that they use. Like I will only match with someone or even like someone who clearly states in their prompts that they're looking for something serious. You have three chances to answer what you're looking for. If you don't take one of those three chances, then you're not looking for something serious to me. So you have three prompt options. If every single one is like humorous, like in a joking manner, or every single one is lighthearted, then I'm like, this guy is not serious, right? Like if you're just talking about what I order for the table and my next travel goal and like this stupid shit that tells me nothing about what you're here for, then I'm not gonna like you, even if you're good looking, because I'm looking for a genuine, you know, relationship I've never ever ever hooked up with anyone from a dating app not once and I also feel like I could tell what the guy is here for based on him even liking me at all because they respond to my prompts and I feel like if a guy doesn't want something serious he's not gonna like me so I feel like I get to weed out the guys that are looking for just hookups because of how I have my prompts and you know like I said there's three options I use one of the prompts to make something a little like lighthearted, a little more on the funny side. And then the other two, I took very seriously. And I answered like for real, like to indicate seriousness in looking for a long-term relationship. So when the guys that match with me come up, you know, I read what they say because they legitimately respond to what I'm saying at all. So a guy who's just looking to hook up isn't even gonna respond to those things. Like he might like my photo And that will tell me in and of itself that he's not looking for the same things as I am. And the last question that I am going to take is, can you give examples of the bare minimum versus doing more? For example, the bare minimum is texting me good morning and good night every day consistently. But what would doing more be? Okay, the bare minimum is exactly what you said. Just someone who is like making their presence known on a regular basis. Hey, good morning. Hey, good night. Great. Thank you for alerting me that you are alive and well. But the doing more is someone who adds value to your life. As simple as that. So the tangibles could be a million different things. But think about it like this. Is this person adding value to my life? Do they alleviate stress? Do they ask how they can, you know, help me? Do they tell me, oh, listen, I couldn't run that errand for you. I know you have a a busy week. I know you have a lot going on. Do they do things for you that indicate that they are thinking of you? Say, for example, if your love language is gifts, are they, you know, treating you in, in that way, like sending you flowers or picking up something thoughtful, something that you maybe mentioned once that you really like, and they stop by your house with it as a surprise, like, hey, I know you said you love this once and I wanted to, you know, I thought of you, I'm bringing it to you, or... If your love language is, you know, quality time, are they taking time to say, hey, I'm not just trying to hang out with you tonight. I'm not just trying to take you to dinner tonight because these are all great things, but you love this quality time. So I want to do this with you and, you know, talk to you about how you really feel. And like, I want to do something special with you during this time, you know, like, like if they know your love language, are they actively showing you love in that love language? you know, making you as a person feel like life is better because you're here. 
I know that guys love this whole like texting game and calling you and this and that. But to me, like those conversations go nowhere if you're just like not a thoughtful person. Like for me, I think the thing is because I know I am and I know what I can do for others because I think of people. So for me, I feel like this is not going to be enough for me if you can't do that for me because I want to be that way for you. Like I want more so I can give more. So the more that you can do for me in the sense of like making me feel validated, wanted, loved, you know, sought after, courted, uh, you know, valued, like the more that you make me feel like a priority to you, I get to do that for you. So because I'm so not a bare minimum type of person because I'm the type of person who is thoughtful and caring and wants to do things for people. I just know I would never be happy with someone who is that bare minimum kind of guy, like just wants to make make their presence known. Like they're going to text you every day. They're going to call you every day. But like at what cost? Like at this point, you're just taking time out of my day, right? But if you're not going out of my way, your way for me, then I'm going to feel like I'm annoying, right? Like I'm like you know, doing too much. And I never want to feel like I'm doing too much. I want to feel like we both do the most for each other. You know what I mean? And that is all for today. I actually really liked this episode. It kind of made me feel like I'm doing my TikTok videos where, you know, I'm just giving advice and answering questions. And, you know, I love doing it. I really love doing it. I love helping people. I love talking to people. I love real life scenarios that I can give responses to. So this was a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for submitting your questions and your scenarios. And I'll see you next time, girls. Hey, I'm Charlene Joint, and you may remember me from season 18 of The Bachelor, and this is my husband, Andy. Hello. Together, we host Dear Shandy, a relationship podcast where we answer all your burning relationship questions and satisfy your guilty pleasure, aka bachelor needs. Not only do we provide the best bachelor recaps in all the land. So we're told. But we even bring on your favorite couples from Bachelor Nation for live double dates. Subscribe to Dear Shandy. We guarantee belly laughs, razor sharp advice, and to never take ourselves too seriously. 